Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, Tran Hermostis, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. I always feel like an ASMR account as soon as I get close to a mic. That's how I am too. Like, oh God, I'd rather be doing this. <laughs> this is way more relaxing. <laughs> Honestly, I like don't get it, the whole ASMR thing. And then I watch pimple popping videos to like fall asleep. And I'm like, I'm a different breed. Where I just think we all have like our it's different either categories. either you're a pimple brain or you're an ASMR brain. I cannot watch the pimple videos. My mom is obsessed with really? them. Yes. But like ASMR videos... I, to this day, will watch, like, slime videos before going to bed. What about slime? Oh, with sound. Slime. The, like, poking, the slime, the... Those are still around? Yeah. I mean, psh, Yeah, nothing on the internet deletes. I'll watch them <laughs> from, like, 2018 when I had a slime account in, like, seventh grade. Stop. <laughs> I banned slime. Okay, first of all, let's welcome oh, Ellie Zeidler is here. I always do this. Yeah, no, oh I love God. it. This is my favorite. But the slime was banned from my house. Gemma will remember this. She's in the room. But my son was playing with slime. And did he nap with it? What did he? He <laughs> fell asleep with it. And it got in his hair, his bed. It was about $1,000 worth of damage. And we're like, I, I think we're done here. Like, I think I'm just capped you're out just, yeah. on slime. How old's your brother? 12. But at the time but it happened, time, he was, like, was nine. like younger. I'm thinking like, when was the slime, when was the slime phase thing? Like that was maybe four, five years ago. Yeah. Five years ago, I think. Elmer's glue. I should have bought some stock in. Oh my gosh. Right? I think about that a lot. Actually. Yeah. Elmer's glue really had like a moment there. It really did. It was banned in my house when my brothers and I decided like to throw it at the ceiling and like, oh, yeah, that would do video. it. So yeah. thousands of dollars worth of damage yeah. to the home. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. So you actually started making slime. I actually didn't know that. You started doing slime accounts. That was your introduction to social media? SD Slimes, because I'm from San Diego. Stop yeah. it. Did you grow a following? No. <laughs> it was practice. like my seventh grade slime account, and I would like make slime with my brothers and sell it at school. Oh and my I think gosh. it got banned. Yeah. Entrepreneur. Yeah. So you just day started. one. 
So what, when you started doing TikTok and getting a lot of traction, that wasn't all that long ago. Yeah, it wasn't. When did it start for you? I started social media when quarantine started. So it's kind of, I'm so used to saying like one year, two years. Now it's been three years because it's it's March. So I guess it was like exactly three years ago, which is very funny because like such an insane moment happened a couple of days ago where my mom sent me my first TikTok. She was like, this was literally posted three years ago today. Like it's been three years. And then right after that, she was saying something like, you have like this photo shoot to do today and then you're filming this podcast. And I was like, oh my God, what is my life? This is crazy. Like watching the girl in the video three years ago to now, I just like, it was a blur. Well, it's such a fascinating time. So you would have entered the pandemic at what age? 14, 15? I was 16. 16. And now I'm 19. Now you're 19. Can oh my like gosh. 16 to 19. That is such a like developmental Huge. That's time what I mean. in your like, life. You merge that with like being on social media. It sounds like a perfect storm, but somehow it's it's worked for you. You've You're still here. You're still doing it. Do you love it? I love it so much. I like genuinely, I... It sounds really cliche, but like I wake up every morning and I like people are texting me all these things I have to do. And like some people I feel like might find it overwhelming, which at times, of course, it is. But I like see those things and I'm like, thank you so much that I get to do this every day. It's like I it's really, really, really cool. Aside from the cool part of it, was there anything that was really surprising about having a career in social media versus like the version that you thought it was from an outsider looking in and like just sort of the glamorization of it, stepping into the reality of it? Oh, that's a great question. I think that like growing up, I always describe that growing up, I didn't grow up watching like TV or movies or things like that. I grew up watching YouTube. And so I was like, loved all of those OG YouTubers that I watched growing up. And I always thought that it seemed just like very glamorous and I wouldn't say easy. Like I think that I knew it took a lot of work because even growing up, I would try to make my, I feel like we all did, but like I would try to like make my own YouTube videos myself, but I don't think I understood how much, and I don't think a lot of people understand like how it is like a full-time job. Oh yeah. Like it is. And and I, it's such, I always dance this line because you want to show people that it is real work yeah. and that is, a lot because people will always say this line and it it irks me and I also get it because I remember it when they say a regular job and they do it with quotations like I work a right re- I work a regular job yeah. and this is like not considered a regular job it's not even considered work in a lot of ways but it's like it's a lot of I mean interestingly enough and also not surprising at all it's a lot of misogyny in the sense that it's like yeah, whatever careers that like women have will be like minimized to this like cutesy little, oh, that must be fun to show up for 15 minutes a day. And you're like, here's the 10 hours of legwork for that 15 minutes you saw. That's so true. I had, I actually dealt with that a lot with my ex-boyfriend where I was constantly feeling like, oh, like you do your like cute little like work thing and I'm going to go like do this. And then like at some point I'm going to like take care of you and like, I don't know. It's it's really, really hard because you don't want to like it is such a great job, but you don't. It's just really, really hard to explain to people. Yeah. unless You know, like you're in it yourself. And I've seen people try and explain it. Yeah. And then there's sort of like there's so much criticism because it's, it's brought with so much blessings. It's it's got yeah. so many incredible perks. And I don't mean to minimize that at all. But the reality is it also is like 
a very big job. What does a week like look like for you? Like, how does do you have it broken down to like certain things that you do within a week? Or is it sort of like you're just riding this wave of like, here's what you have to do today? Like, what's a typical when I say typical, I don't mean typical because I know it's not but like <laughs> in yeah, general, yeah, what is like sort of a week look like for you? That's a good question. I think it really depends. I like have things that I already have in place for my week. Like every day I like mm-hmm. make TikToks. Every other day I'll like take Instagram pictures, things like yeah. that. And then of course there's the meetings and the podcasts that are scheduled in advance that I'll like write out. And then sometimes there are trips. It is so I don't know what's going on yeah. all the time, which is great because I have like a major ADHD. And yeah. so I like when things are like jumping around all the time and yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. But I feel like I plan my day. I don't plan it in a week. Like I plan mm. it the night before is when I like really plan my day. Oh my God, I'm the same way. Really? And like, I, I always can't feel think that like far I'm, in advance. I always feel like I'm so behind the ball that I like literally look at the next day and I'm like, here's what you have to do. But if I if I plan too far ahead, I'm almost like I'll psych myself out. Okay, like, thank I can't you for it. saying that because I've seen other creators they like they know how to plan their whole week and yeah. like plan their week of content i'm yeah. like for me it's like a morning thing like i like scroll through tiktok and i'm like okay that's what i want to do today yeah. so you don't even of, plan your content you just like i don't even know what i'm posting today or tomorrow do you have plan do you know what you're doing besides the stuff you're like scheduled to do do you know what you're doing i mean i think for me it's a mix where it's like if i and like my mom who's my manager also mm-hmm. helps me a lot with like being the the outside person to like look at it from a whole and so if I've posted like a certain amount of makeup video she's like okay it's time to switch it up and do an outfit it's time to switch it up and do a cooking video it's time to like so I'm constantly switching it up yeah but also it's not something that I like I know people that like really can hardcore plan it and I've I don't know why I've just never been that type of person it's also hard to plan like videos because you never know like how you're gonna feel that day you know and so my makeup turns out bad. Like, I don't want to make a makeup video. I'll do something else, you know? Yeah. What's your favorite kind of content to make? Because I saw that you did cooking videos and I was like, oh, that's actually so cool because I feel like, and it's not a negative thing. People niche themselves and it's awesome that you can have a channel where you're just like, this is what I do. This is what I talk about. This is what you can come to expect. And yours is a little bit more journalistic. It's a little bit more like just a, a, a larger balloon of like what's encompassing yeah. who you are but what's like if you could choose okay I'm gonna niche myself into one individual thing what would you go for that's really hard because I think that like I thank you for saying that because I think I did that on purpose mm. where I always said from the beginning and I actually I no one knows the the rules for TikTok and social media and things no, like that. I like, think about I'll it every see, day. <laughs> yeah, I see videos that are like, you should put yourself in like one niche and like do one thing. And like for me at the beginning, I just thought it was more of like a grouping people in type of thing. Yeah. Like I'm going to make a makeup video. So I'll get like this amount of people that like makeup to follow me. And then the next day I'm going to do like golfing video and then get the golfers to follow me and then at the end of it it's like all these people come together if that makes sense smart i also think like as a person like i get sick of things really easily in the sense of like growing up i would play a sport for a season and then i'd be like i quit i don't want to do it i want to do softball instead and then i'm like no i want to do this instead i want to do this instead and i was constantly jumping around Mm. and so I've wanted to make sure that I never get sick of doing the same thing every day. And so that's why I kind of mix it in. But 
I think it's uh, another cliche word. I'm just like a lifestyle. Like, it's just my life. Like, people will be like, oh, what do you do on TikTok? I get asked that every single day when yeah. people, like, ask, ask me about it. I'm like, it's just me. It's yeah. just me as a 19-year-old girl that, like, it does a million things, you know? Yeah, but I like that, though, because it's it's nice to see that you have basically niched yourself in not niching yourself in the sense that like oh. you're allowing yourself to evolve, right? So if you change your mind on something, and you're like, you know what? I actually hate cooking at home. I don't want to do it anymore. You have the choice to do that. And I think that that's actually like pretty smart for a lot of people to know and like think about when they're entering into possibly creating, especially with a young audience, being able to witness somebody who maybe is like evolving in real time into doing things. When your mom sent you that video from three years ago, where you sort of like, taken aback by like how much change has actually occurred not just like in how much it's exploded for you but like how much you have changed through that as well yeah absolutely I mean she sent me a video from when I was 16 years old to being yeah. now 19 which is really crazy because I get comments all the times all the time that are like you look different or you sound different mm. or you're doing like you don't you're like things are different and I'm like you guys legit watched me go through puberty yeah. and I look at videos yeah. and not only and am I like oh my god why did I do my makeup that way or like why did I decide to cut bangs when I was 16 or things like Ellie, that I grew up in like the <laughs> 1990s do you know what we did we had nothing I just like I sometimes I'm like so envious of people who go through puberty now because I'm like what your awkward is is like my life goal yeah <laughs> like, I'm like I would die for that we had like I remember we didn't really have like makeup palettes that were like available to us back then. Uh-huh. And I used to like use my mascara wand for like my eyeliner. It was like always blue mascara. It was so bad. <laughs> we tweeze our eyebrows to like high heavens. Oh my goodness. What a time. But like, yeah, awkwardly growing up online is a whole other game. Yeah. which How- is, It's like I look at videos and I'm like, why did I post? Like, I'm happy I posted it now. Like looking back, if you look at it in the big, big picture. Don't but you love I'm cringing like- at yourself, though? Because that means that you've like that changed. I grew, yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yes, that's how I take it as well. Yes. I always think Thanks it's funny the- when I look back on something and I'm like, I've been in, in social media or like blogging for 14 years. So I have a lot of cringe moments, but I'm also like, it's kind of cool when you see yourself be a hypocrite of yourself. Like you would go back and be like, I would never have that opinion today. Yes. And that shows me that I've actually like worked on myself or I've evolved towards something or I care more about different things. And you have stepped into so many different spaces. I mean, you've talked about politics in an arena that most people are not talking about, caring about, but you've also had to face like a lot of scrutiny at a young age. What have you done to sort of manage the pressure and like your mental health through all of this? Because I I think like when a lot of people end up sitting down as creators, you sort of talk to each other like, I'm feeling a lot like it's this is really hard. Yeah. It's really hard to yeah. deal with this, especially you're saying like if I post a golf video, I get like all these new people from a different arena. And sometimes you can land on what people call like the wrong side of TikTok or oh, the yeah. wrong side of Instagram. Yeah. And it's it's real hard to sort of categorically shift that in your mind. And I'm 38 and I will still cry at the end of the day if something's like really shitty. How do you How manage about this? that? Today I posted a little like like workout routine ab video and all yeah. the comments I just checked are like what abs? Like what are you talking about? <gasps> oh no! And I'm like everybody thanks, has, guys. But like, everybody has abs. No, it's just not even like well, like I'm not like a fitness creator, but no, I'm just but you're like, allowed. Oh, guys, like what? Okay. 
That's so funny. My dad used to always say that he has um, a washboard abs that there's just a load of laundry in it right now. And I always thought that was oh, so funny. My caption funny. was literally like, these lines will go away after I eat lunch today. Like, I'm literally just film. Like, I don't know. I yeah. just decided to film it. It's not that deep. This show is actually made possible by our sponsors. They're awesome. They're people that I get to say yes to and that we get to align on some really cool things and share some really cool coupon codes with you. Today, I want to share with you about Haya Health because Haya Health is a children's vitamin that is actually doing something a little different when it comes to vitamins. So Haya fills the most common gaps that you'll see in a modern children's diet. So it's going to provide that full body nourishment that kids need with a yummy taste that they love. We hear this all the time. Kids will love it. So I took it to the test. I took these sugar-free vitamins for kids to my own child. And it's not a gummy, it's a chewable, and it's got no sugar in it. So I'm like, okay, how is this actually going to go? And I gave it to him and I was like, let me know what you think. He takes it and he goes, oh, this is really good. I'm like, yeah. And they looked at me and goes, can I keep these? Can these be mine? Can these be my vitamins? The, I'll be honest, the jar that they came in were really, really cool as well. And so I was like, yeah, that's awesome. I didn't really anticipate my kid being this excited about a vitamin thinking it was cool, but like major win for mom. So Haya is designed for kids of all ages and it's sent straight to your door. So parents have one less thing to worry about. GMO-free, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else you can imagine. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others to help immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. So we gave it the test. It was a win. If you want to check it out for yourself, we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go straight to HayaHealth.com slash papaya. This deal is not available on their regular website, so you go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com, HayaHealth.com slash papaya. And get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Let's get back to the show. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Hey, friend, it's Cami Crawford. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in for new episodes every Friday. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Back to your question. Sorry. Yeah, I think no. like... I just got to a point of being able to like open myself up on the internet when I first started social media. I got a lot, a lot of hate mm. just for literally everything that I was doing, which was really, really hard. And I think with that, I almost instantly went onto social media, something that like I'm supposed to be like closed up for. And 
kind of in the sense that like I felt like if I was truly myself and truly shared who I was as a person and Mm. then I got hate on that that would hit me a lot harder than posting a couple of years ago and like getting all this hate and like on the inside I knew like you guys don't know actually like who I am and how I carry myself and how I treat people and like Mm -hmm. what I believe in and all these different things and three years later I think I finally got into the point of being able to open up and like starting my podcast I'll Be Your Sister was a huge step in that direction and like just a step in longer form content in general that's really hard to like show who you are in a 60 second TikTok video yeah and I think like that's even why I I was describing it to you before we started recording but like that's even why I wanted to not have it be filmed at first because I feel like with social media a lot of it is about your looks and it's really Mm -hmm. hard to like say something and then watch back on the video and be like, oh, I looked bad there and then have to restay it and like refilm it and then it doesn't come out right and like something's always going on. And so to be able to take that like look side out of it and just Mm -hmm. be able to like talk and really show people who I am. Also the first season of my podcast, I didn't have any guests because I wanted it to like only be smart me and who I was and like show people who I was finally after three years. So I think like I'm back to your question. I'm figuring it out every day, mm-hmm. but it's hard. Like even today, like it's just depends on the day, really, yeah. if it's like going to hit you or not the hate or the people's opinions on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, you've amassed like over 10 million followers across platforms and everything. Is that is that the count now or is it yeah. over 10 million? Yeah. Like that's absolutely wild in such a short period of time at such a young age. But I also think it all comes back to like your why and you're sort of like getting that opportunity to share that a little bit more through your podcast or anything. But when you think about it and the day is like real hard, what brings you back to being like, and I'm still going to get up tomorrow and I'm going to do it again? I think for me, it's showing like every single time I post content and I like get, I could get like 10 hate comments and I could get one girl being like, I really related to this and like Mm. this really helped me and like for me the number I can't even like think about every time someone says 10 million to me I'm like no 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 no. it's only one teenage girl that's watching me that's like was bullied in high school just like I am and like likes clothes and likes fashion and likes makeup and likes all the things that Mm. I like that's like the only reason every day that I have been able to continue to do this is thinking about that one other person that I'm helping and I think like with that, I've created a community of like one girl, but also, Mm. you know, there's more than that now, I guess. There's like millions of them. Yeah. But that's amazing. Like that's such an impact. Do you see anything like you said, you're coming back to podcasting. Are you going to have guests now? Do you think you're going to do some more solo stuff? I think I'll continue with the solo stuff. I'm actually yeah. like legitimately was figuring that out yesterday yeah. with guests. I definitely think I want to bring guests on yeah. for sure. I love It'll talking be... with people. So Well, yeah. And, and I find one of the best parts, well, you'll see like we're all in social media and our phones are down, face down. And when does that ever happen in any other time That's of life? That's so true. No, I think yeah. about it all the time because I also struggle a lot with just like constant distractions and just like always being on the go of everything. And we're face to face right now. So it's a little even better. But yeah. even over a Zoom call, you can just like, when do you get to put your phone down and have a conversation with somebody eye to eye without any distractions and just have a conversation about their life? And 
I feel like I've learned more about who I am and learned about other people through podcasting than any other platform. Yeah. Like I really think the power of conversation and not just conversation, but just doing it in a space where people can't just respond and tell you what they think every 15 seconds. You have an opportunity to be like, this is what I want to share yeah. and I'm going to put that out there and you can listen or not. It's so true. It's really it's like it's a special. It's really, it kind really, of is. Yeah, it really is. It kind of is, but you get to know people on such an intimate level, I think too, right? Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't get like, I wouldn't get this experience with you from scrolling your TikTok all day. Do you know That's what I mean? So like true. I would never get that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've never thought of it that way, but yeah, yeah, I like that perspective. It's very, very true. So now you're your mom is your manager. How have you, <laughs> you're now living on your own though, right? Yes. How has that been sort of like, I don't know, I think about it. my kids are like almost at that age of like leaving the house. And that's like such a, how have you managed to keep the relationship great with like a working relationship with your mom, even as you've sort of like gone off on your own now? You're a little chicken out of the nest. No, oh. chickens don't have nests. Do chickens have nests? Coop. Coop. I, I don't know. You're a birdie out I of the nest. I chickens out of the coop. Okay, you're. Uh, well, I just I've, called you a chicken in the coop. Yeah, okay. you're out of it now. Yeah, I really not that much has changed, especially with my mom and I's relationship. Yeah. We like genuinely call each other forty times a day. Like, there is never a moment where her phone or her name is not popping up on my phone screen. She also comes to visit me like every single week too, and I go nice. down and see my family all the time. But it's been great. Like, I am a very solo person. I really, really like being alone. I, like, have never had a big friend group of girls mm -hmm. and, like, never hung. I, like, I I would rather spend, like, Friday nights alone or, like, with my parents than, like, go to football games or go to dances or go to, like, that in high school. And so it's been really great living alone. I yeah. really, really like it. But with that, I think, like, it's brought my mom and I, I think, even closer because we both have mutual respect for each other that like, the, I, a distance is good for any relationship in my oh. opinion, you know? Strong fences make great neighbors sometimes, right? Oh, that's like, a good yeah. one, yeah, 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 yeah. It's true though, like if you have no boundaries and you're just there all the time, I love my mom and I had to move in with her when I was 30 for like a hot second and I was like- How was that? Oh, it was, it was like, we just have a very different style of living, like such a different yeah. style of living and she's just like, keeps such a tidy house and I'm a tornado and then I tidy Me up too. afterwards. Me too. So it was so hard going back. I felt like 12 again and mm -hmm. I was like oh my god I'm a full-blown adult and now I'm like living with my parents and this is so stressful and then I would leave that space again and our relationship would get stronger but I also think like it does take like a certain level of effort on both sides but what would you say especially to somebody like me who is going to have to go through the experience of like kids leaving home and like wanting to create like good strong relationship with them what do you think is something that your mom has done that's really created impact in building your relationship beyond her just being involved in your business. I think her being able to like just listen. I, I, my parents always like tell me that and tell my brothers and I that like they're raising actual adults and actual people. Mm. And like just to like keep that thought in mm -hmm. mind where like sometimes I have to when we're like in an argument about something, sometimes I have to like be like, you went through this as well. Like yeah. you were 19 too and yeah. you made bad decisions too. And then we like go back to that. But I think like communication and listening is really key. I know mm -hmm. that's cliche, but like just being able to like listen and like take yourself back to 
that time where like you were your daughter's age and I think my mom does that a lot where she sees a lot of things from my perspective yeah she also is like she stays up with the times like my mom texts me like WID like being like what are you doing I was like wait what does that mean No, but she just like, yeah, she genuine. She I mean, I moved around a lot. And yeah. so I never had like the strongest relationships with girls from my school. And mm-hmm. so like that always reflected like that relationship was always there with my mom. Mm-hmm. And so just I like continuing to talk every day is really important. Listening yeah. to each other is important and just keeping perspective, I guess. So I love that. And I think that's really great. I think a lot of people forget the whole reality of oh my God, like we're not actually raising little people Kids. to hang out with all day. We're yeah. raising people that have to go and enter society and do something with their lives. And I always tell people whenever I'm like stressing about kids getting older, changing and leaving the house is like the line in Finding Nemo where he's like stressing about Nemo being out there. And like, I just don't want it. He says something like, I just don't want anything ever to happen to him. And Dory looks at him and was like, well, that's weird because like then nothing would ever happen to him. Aww. And I feel like we're constantly creating environments in our heads where we're just like, okay, this, like, how do we get through this week? And how do we get through this day? And like, I just want to get them here safely. And you forget like a huge part of raising kids is like raising people. Like you're raising so humans for this world. And I think your mom's obviously done a great job because you're in one of the like mentally tough. It's a mentally tough job. It's really, really mentally and tough. Yeah. you're like out there doing it every single day. Tell me about the name of the podcast because that really fascinates me. What made you decide on that? Well, I think it's pretty... Because I'll name be your sister, po- right? Yeah, isn't yeah. that a cute name? So cute. Thank you very much. My mom and I, love I it. created that one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, like the name, I'll be your sister. I've always felt like even with that, like, why do I do this every day? Why Mm -hmm. do I like wake up every Mm -hmm. morning and continue to post on social media? If that means like jeopardizing my mental health or things like that, because I have felt like a sister to so many girls and even boys out there that follow me. And like, Mm -hmm. I always felt like not necessarily that I, I wanted a sister because I have a really great relationship with my mom, but like I know my mom didn't have a great relationship mm-hmm. with her mom and she also was an only child and was always looking for someone mm-hmm. that she felt like was her sister and like especially an older sister now yeah. where as I'm growing up, I like really everything that I'm learning, I'm like really taking into account and like really I like to hash out and like share that with girls that are my age, older than me, younger than me. And I think just like the concept of a sister is, although I don't have one, I think it's like different than a friend because Mm -hmm. I've just always been taught that like the only people that are always going to be there for you is your family. And like, I am really, really grateful to have that and like have that be true with my family. And I know that some people don't. And so to be able to like, be that close with people and close to like people that listen to my podcast and be able to say like I'm your sister Mm -hmm. is the reason why I named it that it also like goes with advice like I feel like with a sister you can talk about like a sister can give you advice and a sister can also talk to you about like boys and relationships but also like surface level things like makeup but also 
you guys can make fun of each other and learn together. And yeah, there's hard like truths that. with a sister too. I grew up with a sister, and like you did. Oh yeah, she's like 18 months older than me, so we always were like a That's grade apart. That's my age apart. difference with my brothers as well. It's tough because yeah. you're like we. You grow up so close, and all you want is like some distance from them. Like I just want a little bit of space, and then you get older, and you like grow a lot more respect. But I agree with you. I think we're in a really weird time where friends can be so disposed so easily. Mm-hmm. I've talked about this before. Like I've gone through actual divorce, and that was easier than going through like a friend breakup Breakup. because friend breakups just don't they don't require a consequence they don't require a conversation at the end they don't require anything but like a sisterhood it comes off differently it means that you're willing to fight for things it's meaning that you're willing to challenge each other on stuff you'll talk about the boys and the relationships and the makeup and the clothes but it has this baseline of like being there yeah yeah, exactly it's a different approach that i think i I wish that there was more of that in terms of conversations amongst women and girls is just like not having this type of friendship that it's very easily disposed or that yeah. you could just no walk away from. fight for each other anymore. Yeah, or yeah. fight for like getting better. I remember like I got in a fight with a friend once and at the end of it, I looked at her and I said, I'm so glad that we're the type of people that will fight for yeah. what we have, to fight to be better, to fight to understand each other. I think we look at fighting as like conflict and hate and anger and women are constantly pitted against each other. It's drama. It's this. It's that. Again, back to like, let's minimize everything that a woman does and mock it. Yeah. They make it so easy for us to hate each other. And the reality is we're just humans trying to sort this all out. And when you have a moment of like, I want to fight for you and I want to fight for this friendship, it changes things. And it also knows like there's a level of sisterhood that I think when you need time away, you have the respect to like say it or like have that conversation too, where you would never, you would never ghost a sister. It's not even allowed. Like you you couldn't, like they would just be there the next day. Like, what's up, bitch? Like, like we got to go. We We have to keep going. Yeah, we got to keep going. Life keeps going. Right. So I really like that approach because I think the the more you peel back the layers on like what that means it's like really special so i'm so excited much. to see where it goes thank you me too so one last little thing because i was thinking about this on the way here a week ago i was like everyone does like weird everyone has a weird thing and i love weird shit and the fact that you're like i like being alone i love it you must have a weird thing my weird thing is that when i pass like a raw noodle in the pantry i will eat it like chips like i fucking love that and so i put it on my instagram what? story <laughs> That's not that weird. Everyone looking, no. It's not that weird. I love a raw noodle. I think they're delicious. Oh, do you? Yeah. But listen, so then I go in my Instagram stories. I'm like, what is everyone else's little weird things? And the things I learned about people, I was like, we are all so weird. What did you learn? One person collects their cat's whiskers and like puts them in a little jar. Okay, I heard that one and I thought it was weird. And then so many people confessed that they do it. What? So many people confessed that they also, there's some tales and like lore about cat whiskers, like holding power. One person told me that when they brush their teeth or do their makeup, their foot is on the counter, like on the, like literally up on the counter <laughs> like a as they're doing it. Yeah. And then there was the people who are like, oh, I like pimple popping videos and stuff like that. I'm like, that's not that weird. We're yeah, looking, we're looking like for weird. Stuff. No, I think we're all weird. This is my whole point. I think we all have these weird little things we do and we all think it's like, I don't know. We're just like, like all we don't se- celebrate it. We yeah. just celebrate how but weird we, we all also are. Ju- like even me, like cringy at that. Like who, <laughs> literally who am I to judge you Whatever. for doing like we're, pfft. We're all Whatever. people. And we're all a little bit weird. 
Ellie, for a lot. thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been great getting to know you on this level. And I'm excited to see what you do next. And I'm excited to see how you evolve, how you grow, how you become a hypocrite of your own self three years ago. <laughs> and I am I think we should dig up some old slime videos. I think that'd be great, too. Me, too. Yeah. Me thank too. you so next much for being here. Next time I'll bring my yeah. nails. <laughs> Don't even <laughs> Tell everyone where they can find you and uh, tap into everything that you're doing. Well, first of all, my podcast is called I'll Be Your Sister. It's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And everywhere you can find me, my name, Elliot Zeiler. Thank you so much for having yeah, me. It's so much thank fun. You. This is great. Yeah. All right, everyone listening, I'll have it all in the show notes for you. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening all the way through this episode. If you've made it this far, I have one more little thing to share with you. Did you know that I actually have a photo and video editing app? So many people were surprised to hear that I have one, but it's actually been around for a little while and you can join over 200,000 of the Papaya community by downloading my free app, Pink Papaya on iOS. While so many apps focus on changing your appearance, Pink Papaya is all about celebrating yourself for exactly who you are and expressing your creativity and your storytelling with nearly 50 free filters and tools. Find us on social and share your edits as well. We might just share them too. So tag me as well at Pink Papaya app. Just had to share that with you, especially as the springtime's coming. We've got some really cool things happening in there and so much more coming. Check it out at Pink Papaya app. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at The Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.